This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. podcast my name is tad turn today i'm with my friends blake and jared all right so today we're going to hop into some news because there is more technology news than we have time so we're going to go over might leave like halfway through the podcast (laughs) yes i might so we're going to go over amd intel and then we're going to hop into the new tesla Cybertruck. we're going to touch on google stadia and then we're going to talk about the new valve release blake will be taking over there oh hell yeah this car so amd just came out with the new 3950x And that's a 16-core, 32-thread, 4.7 gigahertz processor. That's nice. Guess the price. How much? 16 cores. For 16 cores? Yeah, most cores ever found in a retail or in a consumer-grade processor. I'm gonna say $700. $750, oh, which is I was crazy. Close. Wow. Yeah, the like number two, like the other processor that's ever been like that was over a thousand dollars. We're talking yeah. Xeons. Well, um, I knew. It, I mean, it's AMD, so it's it's generally going to be cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like <laughs> lowballing. Ryzen third gen has been so cheap that Intel Intel has never dropped prices before. They yeah. just set the price. If it's too high, they just let it ride. It's not going to sell well. They accept that and they just let it ride and they slowly decrease the price as it goes on. They never drop prices though. After AMD released Ryzen 3rd Gen, they dropped prices for the first time in history. And so now they came out with the 9900, <clears throat> Intel's 9th Gen uh, i9 processor, the one with the really cool dodecahedron box. Yeah, Ooh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, They're it's cool really boxes. neat. So they came out with that and that was actually kind of competitive with Ryzen 3rd Gen. And then AMD came out and said, how about this? 16 cores, 4.7 gigahertz for $750, which is less than that Ryzen or that um, 9th Gen i9. That's, so wow. Intel finally got a foot up and Ryzen just kicks it right out from under them again. Oh, and fantastic. this is just, it's a cage match right now in the technology yeah. industry. I don't know if it's, it's more of a hilarious. cage match. It's, it's more of like a dude with a chair beating, like beating the hell out of another guy. No kidding. Intel, Intel has been just <laughs> getting ripped for, for like weeks now. I have no idea how Intel's sleeping at night. So they came out with something to compete with this new Ryzen, because like I said, this new Ryzen is the, cheapest the cheapest and most cores ever put into a consumer grade chip ever this is pretty much unprecedented uh, especially for that cheap it's we're talking almost half price as to what we would have expected back a year ago so intel finally came out with the 9900ks so the 9900k was the one i was talking about before the one in the cool box that is unlocked um and that one had slightly lower specs it wasn't quite what um what that Ryzen was, but this one is an eight core i9, so it still has half the cores, but the entire thing will turbo 
to five gigahertz from the factory. Whoa. The first consumer grade chip to turbo at five gigahertz from the factory. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. So AMD's breaking the records with cores and price, and then Intel went ahead and broke the record with clock speed. So if you want something for gaming, then you're probably still going to want to go with that Intel 9900KS. But if you want something for your um, for like a workstation, uh, for doing 3D modeling or server stuff, then you want to go with AMD. So that AMD was $750 for 16 cores, but not as fast. They're 4.7 gigahertz as max. It's The base is 3.5 gigahertz. So and they clock up to 4.7. Yeah, it'll clock up to 4.7. And then once you hit thermal limits, it'll actually go a little bit before that. You won't see 4.7 very often. I'd say a safe guesstimate would be about 4.3 um, once you account for thermals and throttling and all that. So 16 cores at, we'll call it 4.3. Or 8 cores at 5 gigahertz. Fastest clock on the market that's ever happened. What's that going to sort of stay at, though? Because, I mean, it's not going to be at 5 the entire time. Yep. If you have the cooler to keep it cool, which they have confirmed that there are coolers that will keep it cool enough, it is 127 watts, which, like... Cool. I don't know what's going on, but so 120. It's gonna stay at five. So you measure the wow. TDP, the thermal yeah. like rating of the processor uh, in watts, and that's how hot it gets. So 100 watts is pretty standard. Um, this is 127. <laughs> warm, so warm processor. That's a hot processor. Yeah. yeah, it's hot. But the thing is, 16 cores at 4.7 is almost equal to that. Well, this is eight cores at eight. Or eight cores at sorry at five gigahertz. Eight cores at eight. Whoa. Yeah. So there are thermal solutions to actually take care of that. I wouldn't be worried about that. And if you can take those thermal solutions, yeah, you'll see five gigahertz across the board all day long. That's wow, awesome. That's yeah. yeah. That's awesome. The reason that they took and they made the ninety nine hundred KS is because it's literally a ninety nine hundred K. And what they're doing is they're taking, they're testing that silicon when they make it. If it'll go to 5 gigahertz, they put it in this box and put an S on the end of it. If it won't go to 5 gigahertz, but it will go to the 9900K clock, we'll put it in that box. And okay. so it's literally just factory overclocked. Will it hold it reasonably? Yes, then we'll sell it for a little bit more, but it's guaranteed to get that 5 gigahertz. So you're not playing the silicon lottery trying to get a good overclocked wow. processor. Which is really, really nice because you definitely can have some products mm -hmm. where, you know, just out of the box, you know, it's not made as well. Yep. Or there's some defect in the silicon. It's where it's just not completely random. That's called silicon lottery, and you can play it if you want, but they're taking that out. They're giving you 5 gigahertz guaranteed on that chip, just and then really there's really a warranty nice. behind it and everything. So we have 16 cores at, we'll call it 4.3. And then we have eight cores at five gigahertz. Stupid fast. What do you think the five gigahertz costs? I have to imagine more. Think so? It's Intel. Intel always costs more. Intel always costs more. You're going to tell me it costs less. It's $520. Holy. Wow. Holy. We censor this podcast, right? <laughs> do we censor this? We're going to censor it now. Mark that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, so, mark that one too. Um <laughs> So, wow. yeah. 520? 525. For 525. Have you ever had buyer's remorse more than I do right now? Because I spent. Yeah, you just got a new Ryzen. I got a new Ryzen, the 30, uh, 3850, I and believe. Then the 4 came out. And then 4th gen came out, but I was okay. I was, I was like, okay. They're all APUs, so they didn't really. I wouldn't want one yeah. anyway. So yeah. I was like, cool, I did get a good bet. And then this new Ryzen came out with 16 cores, and it was it was significantly more, but that's because it was double the cores. I thought, 
you know what? No, that's all right. That's all right. Mm-hmm. And then Intel came out with 5 gigahertz across eight cores for $525. That's really, really I'm a little crazy. mad right now. And wow, basically the only cheap. the only thing it's holding this back is the fact that it's so hot, it runs so hot. But the thing is if you have the thermal solution for that, which custom water cooling, you'll be fine. Oh yeah. If you have the money, if you have a build where you're going to be utilizing mm-hmm. 8 cores at 5 gigahertz, you probably have the money to water cool. Yeah, exactly. If, if you're spending $500 on your CPU, which is reasonable, um nowadays because if you pair that with let's say a 2080 ti mm-hmm. or um, like even a 2080 super yeah you still have an amazing build there well, it'll run anything 2080 ti 2080 super those are running around a thousand dollars right now yeah exactly yeah. the 2080 ti is a little more expensive it's 1200 mm-hmm. to 1400 depending on which manufacturer you want to get it from but honestly right now i'd wait because this clash that we've seen it's literally each week they come out with a new thing we've talked about ryzen for three episodes in a row now yeah. Every single week, oh they sit God. here and they're trying to claw each other, trying to get on top. And so I just wait. I would ride this out until we finally see the competition ending, and then we know we have our best product for our best price. Okay, when does the competition wait. end? Because on my we perspective, like I want to build a PC one day, but it's mm-hmm. like there's always something new. The competition ends. We don't know. Ryzen's gonna come out with 16 core, we're, 32 thread, five gigahertz, four hundred dollars. We're already getting <laughs> yeah, four hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> For free. We'll give it to you for free. Oh, my God. Take Take it. it. Uh, We're putting ads on your CPU. It's so competitive right now that there's already amazing deals. If you want to buy a – if you want to build a computer, now's the time. If you want to get better deals, I'd hold out for a little bit because I think there's better deals coming down the road. They're obviously competing so hard. It's amazing. I love to see this because 5 gigahertz a year ago – would have been easily over a thousand dollars, easily, wow. easily, and that's that's only a guess. We didn't have anything over five gigahertz from the factory like that. Yeah. So it was you a had huge to play gamble. the silicon lottery if you wanted to exactly. get a processor good enough to to clock up to five hundred. Exactly. I mean, five gigahertz. The amount of yeah, yeah, five hundred. Um, five gigahertz. The the amount of money you would spend just trying to get a good enough processor to clock up to that to five. Is, is insane. So, yeah. Oh, what's really funny is Intel says that that 127-watt processor is for PC, client, or tablet solutions. They think tablet. you're going to put that in a tablet. It's going to burn your hand. What yeah. water-cooled <laughs> tablet do you have? Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, that's that's really Tell what's coming me, on. Intel. So, Tell me. So, go ahead and tune in next week for more Ryzen news, I guess, mm-hmm. because Probably. that's what we've been talking about every single time. But, I mean, it's crazy. These prices are just... Stupid. As the player thirty eight hundred yep. X. So yeah, that's that's really the big news with the CPU world right now. I really want to see this happen in the graphics card space, but I don't think it's gonna happen for a while. I doubt but it. But now that AMD's cornering the market, I bet you they're gonna go for graphics cards next. I'd be willing to bet. Yeah. Yep. So our next topic is the Tesla Cybertruck. Have you guys seen pictures of this thing? I have. Yes. I love Looks it. Looks great. I love it. I love it so much. <laughs> Looks so fun. It is such an ugly duckling. No, it's, it's growing on me. It's growing on me. I love it. It's, I love it's the so. It's a space car. Futuristic. It's a space car. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, people just aren't Mars. prepared for Ma- the future. Musk is saying that it's the official car or the official truck of Mars. He wants it to be the Mars I agree. truck. Exactly. I Perfect. agree. I also like agree. Look, I mean, look at the look at the thing. It yeah. is amazing. It's awesome. I love it. So yeah, the, uh, if you if anyone's seen pictures of it, they know exactly what I'm talking about. It's a bit of an ugly duckling. Oh, it's yeah. very it doesn't flat fit. sides. 
Yeah, it doesn't very, fit any of the Tesla lineup because everything else is smooth. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah. Um, but it is supposed to be – let me go ahead and make sure on this price. It it's supposed to be $39,000, I believe. I have to make sure. $39.90 um, for the base model, I believe. Yeah, for the base model, we're talking like 39000 which for a truck now is stupid cheap. Is that is crazy cheap? Uh, we have a range wow. of o- almost 500 miles on the higher end, um, and then 250 on the lower end. It's rear wheel drive, but you can get an all wheel drive, so it has motors on each wheel. An all wheel drive Tesla. And looks like towing capacity is going to be 7,500 plus pounds, which is stupid. That is like crazy. Yeah. Um, so this is just better than a truck and cheaper. It's better. It's, it's cheaper. It has autopilot. Uh, has... It's not necessarily cheap. Uh, the base model F one fifty is around thirty. No, oh, okay. Which is, but it's around a base 30, model F one fifty. Yeah. You can get a this Tesla. has the. This would have. I actually don't know what their frame is because they don't rate it like everyone else does. But um, I would I would equivalent. Uh, eh, I would. Um, say this is equivalent to maybe an F two fifty. I don't know really? if it's three quarter ton chassis. Um, they have a custom chassis, and what's really cool, I was actually talking with someone earlier about this because I said, wow, it's really ugly. And he said, yeah, but if you look at it, the design makes it so that the body comes off in like three bolts. Like the body comes off of the frame super easily. He said that's because they're working on the frame, that they're working on the drivetrain. Uh, they're trying to get the truck itself figured out, and then they're going to take this body and put it right down onto it. And so you're going to be able to upgrade your body soon. That's cool. That's something they've talked about for a while is having a frame and then you just drop an SUV body onto it or a sports car body on or a pickup truck body onto it. Customize it. Exactly. And this looks like it's setting up for that. They haven't said that that's what they're going for, but that's what it looks like they're going for. And that's something they've talked about before. If we're going to speculate, which Mm -hmm. we often do. Wait, does it still come with Cuphead? With what? You know, Cuphead? Tesla cars come with Cuphead now. I certainly hope so. I'm not aware of that. Yeah, they come with Cuphead, sorry. I love that. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, I suggest that you guys uh, just look up Tesla Cybertruck. Uh, it's, it's just a pickup truck that Elon Musk is putting out uh, through Tesla. It's really cool. It's really interesting. Uh, it's really ugly. And it's a great thing to look at. Um, I still plan on getting my Roadster when I make my millions of dollars, but... Cybertruck might be in there too. Depends on what it looks like in the future. So yeah, that's that's Tesla Cybertruck. It's really something that I could sit here and talk about for hours. But I love the look of it. Yeah, I. It's grown on me. It's grown on me. Yeah, look at that. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, a lot of people uh, are complaining about it's this ugly boxy look. Mm-hmm. Call me call me dumb. I love boxy vehicles, and I think the look of this this vehicle just is. So cool and so sci-fi, so I want something different, you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it'll turn heads. Yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed turn heads. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, the uh, Cybertruck's really interesting. Uh, The other thing I wanted to touch on today was Google Stadia. Uh, It came out. Some people are trying it. And I don't know if you guys have seen the reviews for Google Stadia. I've heard a little bit about them. They've been so mixed, I have no idea what to (laughs) think of it. Oh, Stadia, oh, Stadia. So so uh, Stadia came out, and for those of you who don't know, it's the cloud gaming that Google's trying to do. So basically, you buy access to the game, and you have your crappy laptop. As long as you have a decent connection to the internet, you just stream it. You stream your inputs to there, and then it streams the video back, and you play the game on someone else's computer, Google's computer. 
Yeah. So I've seen quite a few different things. Uh, the Washington. I've heard a few different things as well. Same. So the Washington Post. Someone. Uh, who is verified on Twitter, he's a Washington Post reporter, said, here's my Google Stadia review in one GIF, and this is a tweet. And he presses the space bar and then holds up his hand, and then it jumps. And there's probably a one to two second delay. No one, oh, I don't want to play something like that. Exactly. Oh yeah. You guys can take a look. Uh, I, w- I suggest that you guys um, see. Uh, we'll go ahead oh, and post some God. some notes on Twitter uh, on our Instagram. Oh no, yeah. no, uh, no, no! The no, part no. that Tad left out of that that yeah. was on Washington Post's internet, gigabit, gigabit Ethernet. internet, yep. gigabit what? Ethernet. What? That was through gigabit? That mm-hmm. was through gigabit. Oh my Ethernet. God! Oh. The Stadia, from what I understand, um, has had a lot of latency latency issues, mm-hmm. which I can't say I'm super surprised by. Linus Tech Tips did a video. Oh, Linus! A, a few years ago. Um, about doing something similar to this, mm-hmm. about having one main PC and then having terminals throughout their office where people could play games on. Um, and they had a similar issue of, you know, latency trying to stream um, back and forth. It's That was in-house. Well, and I was, yeah. here's the issue with this I actually have. So he may have been on Washington Post's gigabit Ethernet, but I highly doubt he has a gigabit NIC in his computer there. I highly doubt that it's using that full gigabit. So I think that his claim about it being on gigabit Ethernet isn't nearly as shocking as people think it is. Uh, We have the NVIDIA Shield, right? Mm. So that'll run over wireless on on its, like, LAN network. Uh, Do you know what the Shield is? Yeah, it's like a weird little... Square it thing, looks, yeah. yeah, it kind of looks like a Game Boy deal with yeah, a... Yeah, it's weird. I, yeah, but it streams from your PC over mm-hmm. your network, and that works just fine, and that's not even gigabit. So we can we know that we can do this game streaming thing over less than gigabit, and I highly doubt he had gigabit. Another thing that makes me think that is because Colton Potter of Linus Media Group, uh, he tweeted out that he said, I played Stadia for five minutes. Ask me anything. And so... A bunch of people. Five minutes. Yeah, he said he played. He got to play it for five minutes, and okay. a bunch of people had tons of questions for him um, about how sucky it was because everyone saw that Washington Post tweet and thought, "Oh yeah, it's pretty bad." And uh, he said that it was, and I quote, "medium sucky, uh, not so negative after all." And uh, someone, I have to find the tweet here, but someone said that. It was not actually that bad. Uh, I can't seem to find the tweet, but someone said, how was the latency? And he lives out in the middle of nowhere. He lives out in the country. He has 50 megabit down and like 10 megabit up. He said it was fine. It really really wasn't. He said he was playing uh, Destiny and Destiny 2 uh, and another game and that he it was perfectly playable for him. So that's the other reason that I kind of question it. I think it really depends on where you are, uh, what browser you're using. Definitely. He was in Google Chrome. Uh, Colton was. And so I think that definitely helped a lot. I bet you it runs better in Google Chrome than it does in I'd Firefox. I'd be willing to bet. So I think that we should keep an open mind with it. But as of right now, it's pretty sucky. So hopefully yeah. it gets better. But I don't plan on spending my money on it I think the Stadia is one of those things where it has potential, but I don't think it's going to catch on nearly as well as Google wants it to. Yeah. And then they'll and just I think drop it's, it. It's going to go down like the Apple Pippin did. Do you guys remember that? Or Google Plus. 
or Google, Google Plus. Google has a history where if their thing doesn't like do well, they just drop it. And yeah, drop if it. it doesn't do well on launch, they pretty much give up on it. Which is stupid yep. because yep. this actually has a potential here. Yeah, just, it does. We're just not there yet. I don't think that I will ever be a customer for this, but I know that it's pretty popular. The thing that I know that they're trying to really corner right now is the console market. Rip your internet bill. Oh, jeez. Oh, definitely. But I think they're trying to pin the console market, and they're trying to make it so that you don't have to have expensive hardware to play games. Because right now, you either have to buy a $500 console or a six dollars $700 computer to run most games. Totally. Six to seven? To run most games at console settings. Uh, yeah, fair. So if you want to run games at high, good settings, oh, you need way more than that. You need at least a thousand. But for console settings on a PC, six seven hundred dollars, and you also can't write your term paper on your Xbox. That is true. So that's why yeah, our, that's why I'm part of the PC master race. Anyway, PCMR. This is <laughs> supposed to corner the console market because they're trying to make it so instead of buying a five hundred dollar console or seven hundred dollar computer, you pay twenty dollars a month or whatever the price is. I actually don't know what the price is off the top of my head, but you pay a certain amount per month. And it doesn't really matter what hardware you have. Mm-hmm. And there's just that monthly fee. You get your games and you play them off of their hardware, which they can afford. And their server farms are way better at maximizing the output of whatever hardware they, ha- they have. So I think it's going to destroy the console market if it, it gets is. off the ground. But I'm also worried that they're just going to give up on it before then. I think the, the one problem with this, obviously you're going to have console loyalists, you know. The people who bought the Xbox One because they liked the Xbox 360 more than the PS3 when, in all reality, the PS4 was probably better than the Xbox One by a decent margin. But I also foresee the problem of the Stadia requires you to be connected to a computer, yeah? Yes. Yeah. With a decent internet connection. I think the decent internet connection part and the having it to need to be connected to a computer is going to cause a problem where a lot of console players play console because they don't necessarily have a computer mm-hmm. like that. They have a phone and a tablet maybe, but well, they don't have a, a computer. What they're trying to do is they're trying to make it so that when the Xbox 2 or whatever the next Xbox and PlayStation come out, instead of buying a new Xbox, you just buy a laptop and not even a very good one, like a $200 laptop and play your Google Stadia on there and then you also have a laptop. So they're I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to make it so not right now. Not that people are going to throw out their Xboxes right now, but when the new generation comes through, people are going to say, "You know what? I'm going to get a I'm going to get a PC instead because I can play everything and I don't need to dump $700 into a PC to play it." They also need to get better games too. Like yeah, definitely. Games like was well. just terrible. Like oh look, here's all of the uh, Tomb Raiders and um, Just Dance. Like wh- why is Just Dance on here? Yeah. <laughs> why? Yeah. The the Stadia's Stadia does not have a lot of games on it right now, which is a problem. Definitely. So yeah, Google Stadia is still in a really weird place. I I hope it improves. I don't really plan on buying it at any point because I do like my computer hardware. Uh, yep. I use my computer for a lot more than gaming, so I do need a pretty baller rig. So I don't plan on being a Google Stadia user anytime soon. Yeah, yeah I just still want to get a computer because, you know, I want to have a good computer for that, video editing. Yeah. I don't want to just get that. Like, I might as well just get a computer anyway. Yep. So it really depends on the kind of customer. But for people who don't even have a laptop and they just have an Xbox, it's a perfect substitute. True. This could flood the normie market and take over, which Definitely. is a is bad true. thing. The Google Stadia but could become the new normie, uh, normie way of playing PC games. See, then everyone can be a gamer, and then gaming everyone is no longer fun. 
When everyone's <laughs> a gamer, no one is. So yeah, Google Stadia is weird, but you know we'll see. Uh, so tell me about Half Life. Half Life. So thirteen years ago, thirteen years ago, Half Life Two Episode Two left us with an insane cliffhanger, and we're waiting for Half Life Two Episode Three, maybe Half Life Three. It's been being speculated about for a long, long time. Thirteen years ago, um, it's been a while. It has been a very long while, and the problem is we got a game that's a Half-Life game, but it's not a good Half-Life game like we wanted. It's a VR game. It's called Half-Life Alex, and the point of it is that it is a VR game in which you take control of Alex, who was the sort of side protagonist in Half-Life 2. Um, and you essentially are going to be going around and building up the resistance to the alien occupation of Earth. Um, which, if you guys haven't played Half-Life 1, Half-Life 2, that makes no sense. But there is this group of aliens called the Combine, who essentially have you know invaded Earth, etc., etc., uh, they invaded, I believe, around the end of Half-Life 1. And Half-Life Alex, you're going to be part- playing as Alex. You have these gravity gloves rather than a gravity gun because it's VR. Cool. And you are going to be... Uh, it's it's standard Half-Life gameplay with a little bit of extra VR-ness to it. So we're going to see how that goes. Half-Life Alex will be releasing in March 2020. I'm excited nervously uh, because you are going to need a decent spec PC to run this if you're not just going for one of those, you know, like an Oculus Quest. But realistically, if you want the full featured game, everything about it, you're probably going to have to get a Valve Index. You can run it on an HTC Vive or on an Oculus Rift, but... In order to get everything in the game, you need the Valve Index because there are certain features to the Valve Index that are just not on the other um, the other consoles. The Valve Grip, I'm willing to bet, is going to that's their custom controller. Mm-hmm. It can map your fingers individually. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and it can like you can grab things with like pressure. Uh, I think that that's going to be a huge part of it because I think that this is by design that they wanted. The they wanted to bring the next installment of Half Life. The next half they knew that people want Half Life, so they say, "You know what? We'll make the index." How are we going to sell the index though? The index is really expensive it compared is very, to the very others. expensive. Half-Life. How are we going to sell the index? Half Life, and so they finally brought it back. They're just using Half Life to get people to buy the index, and I honestly don't like that. At the same time, I already planned on buying an index eventually. Yeah. See, they're just yeah. using us. Well, yeah, Swagger I mean, Souls actually predicted this, and we can actually put this clip in okay. um, where he was on the podcast, the Misfits podcast, and he said that the VR space is going to become basically another console wars, and the way that Valve is going to win us over is with something like Half-Life only being released for the Valve Index, something like that. Uh, yeah. And so, yeah, you can play that now. 
You know how Nintendo makes the makes their own hardware that they could put their own games on? I go, maybe it's possible that Valve is making the Valve Index to be their, you know, their, their, their stuff to work, you know, to, to build off of, to be their hardware that they could develop their own shit for. And I go, you're going to see it when next-gen VR comes out, Half-Life 3. So they're going to release the, the big gonna title be, it's to gonna sell be, it. It's going to be Half-Life 3 and VR, complete, different, immersive experience, like reshaping the way that we think games should be played, just like the first one did and just like the second one did. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely think if they're going to do Half-Life 3, it'd be, like, huge for They VR. just need to get to a point where VR is accessible enough and cheap enough and good enough to sell that experience. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, that's right. what game consoles have been doing for years. It's like they take one of their flagship titles and or, and launch it every time there's a new gen. Yeah. Like Forza yep. with the Xbox and stuff. Mm -hmm. Every time there's a new gen, there's a new Forza. No. Swear I was just high, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> but awesome. Wonderful clip. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like like we were saying earlier, the Half-Life Alex is a VR exclusive. You're not going to be able to play it at all. On traditional, um, con traditional 2D gaming, you're right. There's not going to be a console release. There's not going to be a standard PC release. It is VR only. And another thing, so normally it's going to be about sixty dollars, fifty nine ninety nine. Uh, it's on sale right now for fifty three ninety nine. Wonderful six dollar discount. And um, if you own a Valve Index, it's free. Really? So they wow. are literally giving away. The newest Half-Life game for free to Valve Index owners. Why does that not surprise me in the slightest? It's sort of like bundling Halo 6 or Halo Infinite with the Xbox One or something like that. Uh -huh. or, or when Project Scarlet comes out, if they bundle, you know, this, this Xbox exclusive game, right? Say they bundle Halo 6 uh, or whatever with um, Project Scarlet. And they make it free for anyone who owns Project Scarlet. But they release it on other platforms for $60. I didn't realize that they were giving it yeah. out for free for people with Vive. We've That's talked, incredible. We've talked about this before, Valve. but again, VR is turning into the console market. Yeah, it's going to become again. another console yep. wars. Yeah, so uh, I'm just going to read this paragraph. Half-Life Alex is available for pre-order today for $53.99. Normally, $59.99. It's on sale. Or free to Valve Index owners. Valve is also offering some special bonuses, wow. gun skins, Steam VR environments, to those who purchase Valve Index hardware by the end of the year. That's such a good incentive. Honestly, that a that's very, a good incentive. good incentive. Yep. And there is a potential that this is going to be the return of Half-Life. I don't know for sure if this is going to be a full return to Half-Life, but... I think with a new Half-Life game coming out, there is a potential that Valve could go along and be like, hey, well, let's just uh, let's see how they like Half-Life Alex, and maybe we'll release Half-Life 3 as a Valve Index exclusive. I actually don't. I I think they're just using us. I think they're just using Half-Life to sell their Valve if, and if then, they don't have or their Index, and uh, then they're going to If there's no it. story beats in that that lead to something in the next Half-Life, then there's no there's nothing. Well, it is it. a prequel to Half-Life 2. Right. So Exactly. So it just See, is yeah. going to lead. But apparently, you're going to want to have played all the way through Half-Life 2 Episode 2 before you play it, because there are apparently some story beats that are going to change some stuff up a little bit. Okay, and so maybe, maybe that's a so potential. So there's... 
there is potential. There is potential. And I think if we do get if we do get a Half-Life 3, it's probably going to be a VR exclusive. Yeah. I think if Half-Life Alex does really well, and I think it probably will do well, um, it's going to end up being a VR exclusive, and there's not much we're going to be able to do about that. Do you know what that means? Then if Half-Life 3 is exclusive, everyone's, everyone's going to hate it, and then Half-Life's dead. Dude, <laughs> yeah. is Google Stadia going to start doing cloud streaming for VR games? I Ooh. hope not. I don't. Well, it's not really possible. If you have the ability to stream it, then you probably already have a good enough computer yep. to run it. So, hmm. yeah, yep. this is a lot That would be horrible. Uh, so, yeah, I'm actually about ready to take off. Uh, I hope that you guys continue yep. the podcast and have a two-man podcast. I'm just going to have to listen to my own podcast now Thunder. for the second time. Yeah, you're going to miss all the news about the Halo Master Chief this, collection on PC. This is this where Bryson shows up? I pre-ordered it. Is Bryce? Is coming? this where Bryce? Yeah, I'll, I'll send Bryce in. Yeah, Bryce, <laughs> Bryce, come in from the waiting room. Yeah, I'll He's send not him. actually there. That was yeah, a I'll, bit. I'll uh, find Bryson and send him in. We'll see. He's All alive. Right, guys. Let's see if he makes it here by the end of the podcast. Bryson is alive. I'll see you guys. Bryson later. is alive, everybody. That was also just a bit where we said he died. See you, Tad. Have fun um, in Vietnam. He is going there for a cultural experience. Vietnam, aka statistics test. Wish me luck. I'll see you guys later. Yeah, have fun. Break a leg. <laughs> we could just pull in someone random from the they street. They could be. And just have them. Yeah, no, find, find somebody you know and send them in. Okay, what else do you got on the chopping block? We've got some other stuff here. Um, another big thing that's happening. Jared, were you ever a big Halo fan? No, I was not, actually. I All know right. about it. I know. I understand the influence, the, the, the meme. Uh, you Get know, off the podcast. <laughs> I not, need you I'm, to not leave. An, I'm not an Xbox man. That's a shame. Uh, no, I know it's good, though. Just saying. Halo the Master Chief Collection came out a couple years ago for Xbox One. And that it, was a crap show, right? Yeah. Yes and no. Okay. Um, Some of the... To be fair, it was repackaging all of the Halo games together. You know, um, all the ones that mattered, at least. <laughs> so that was Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, Halo Reach, and... I might have already said Halo 3. And Halo 4. Uh, Halo 5 was not in it, nor will it be in it when they release uh, the Master Chief Collection on PC, which is coming. And um, it went okay. There were a lot of problems, <laughs> but, you know, in the end, it was bringing beloved games, Halo 2, Halo 3, to Xbox One. Yeah. And that was the big deal. So... There have only been two games, to two proper Halo games, um, to launch on PC, and that was Halo and Halo Two. So Combat Evolved and Halo yeah. Two were on PC. Um, technically, Halo Wars was on PC, yeah. but Halo Wars doesn't count because it's a joke. <laughs> um, but they are bringing it to the PC. Microsoft is finally bringing Master Chief Collection to the PC. And they're not doing the standard Microsoft thing where they just release it on the Microsoft Store. They're bringing it to Steam. Oh, wow. Which okay. Which is really good that's, to hear. That's good, yeah. Yeah. Because um, the Microsoft Store is not fun. <laughs> it's not. It's bad. Uh, so it's being worked on three four worked on by 343, Ruffian Games, and Splash Damage. Um, 343, obviously, 
is the group of people that have made um, the know, ones the after Halo the original. Games. Yeah, right. The, the ones after Bungie left. Yeah. Um, Bungie went off to make Destiny, another good game, good for Bungie. Um, and three four three took over. I believe they started with Halo Four. Yes, yes, they did. Halo Four was not that bad. It's not as bad as everybody says it is. It's much better when you look at it through the lens of Halo Five existence. <laughs> there you go. Um, Director is failing. Um, oh God. Halo is in a weird spot. Honestly. Halo is in a weird spot, which is a shame. But I think um, Halo Master Chief Collection coming to PC is going to be really good for everyone here. All, all the Halo fans, I think, are going to like it. I hope they like it. I'll I hope it I like it. I'll pick it up because I want to play Halo. I just don't want to buy an Xbox. So. Yeah. So the Master Chief Collection is going to entail 120 multiplayer maps and 67 campaign missions. Wow. Is that like everything yeah. it's had or is it adding more? Everything. Wow. Okay. Everything it's had. That's cool. So that's for a $60 game. That's cool. Okay, that's You're awesome. You're paying $60 that. to get all of that. It's a very, very good deal. Uh, and the idea is to, quote, involve and grow the collection over the time with community input. So we're probably going to see some updates added after Mods. Launch. Which mods would be really, really nice. I think probably what we're going to see is we're going to see probably a Halo 5 release. Okay. Um, a few years down the line, we might see a Halo Infinite release. Wait, we might see... What is the best Halo? Just Best Halo game? Yeah. Um, Just so I know. Multiplayer-wise, in my opinion, it's Halo 3. Okay. Uh, Story-wise, in my opinion, it is Halo Reach. If you have a different opinion, that's okay. Uh, okay. Because as long as you agree that Halo is the best first-person shooter series to ever uh, be on a console, then you know we're good. Okay. So the Master Chief Collection isn't releasing all at once. It's releasing sort of in a slow trickle. Really? And the first game they have ready is Halo Reach. Halo Reach is going to be launching on the 3rd of December. So it's going to trickle down from there, all the yeah. other Halos? Like, you already have Halo 1 and 2, 3, right? Or no, Halo Reach first? Um, Halo Reach is coming out first, then Combat Evolved, then 2, then 3, then ODST, and then 4. So, yeah. Is this like a timeline? This is the timeline of release. Um, This isn't necessarily... Oh, no, yeah. I mean story timeline. This is story timeline, yeah. So, Halo Reach happens first, then Combat Evolved, then Halo 2, then Halo 3, then Halo ODST, and then Halo 4. So, December 3rd is when the Master Chief Collection is releasing, starting with Halo Reach. Um, and there is, there has been a bit of, uh, beta testing going on. I've heard that it's pretty good. I've also heard that it feels weird to be playing Halo on a PC, but that's just about what you expect. Probably better controls than using your controller, so. Probably. That's nice. Probably. And apparently, the Master Chief Collection on PC is going to feature 4K graphics, Support for wow. 4K graphics, support for HDR, and proper mouse and keyboard support. So you don't need to connect an Xbox cool. to controller to your PC just to play Halo. Are, are the gra- I forget. The graphics were updated, right? You could swap between the original yes. and the... Okay. Yes, there are updated graphics. Um, so here's another quote. 343 says, providing great mouse and keyboard controls is a, quote, top priority, and Good. that they're aiming for a, quote, balanced, fun experience for PC. Hmm. Okay. So there's support for 16 by 9, which makes sense, 21 by 9, 16 by 10, 3 by 2, and 4 by 3, as well as 14 for, as 144 hertz displays. And apparently there's a plan to support uncapped frame rates. Wow, okay. But that um, 
there's a caution that that might be dependent on which game you're playing because each game is fundamentally different. Um, so some games might have things tied to frame rate. Um, oh, okay. That's going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. So with an uncapped frame rate, you might get issues in something like... You get weird reactions. In, in something yeah. like Combat Evolved or in Halo 2 where a lot of these older first-person shooters where um, a lot of events the speed of those events was tied to frame rate. So it'd just be kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> so it might speed some stuff up. That's, cool. um, that's actually, that idea is actually a big key part of GoldenEye speedrunning. Really? Okay. So GoldenEye yeah. on the N- Nintendo 64. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. GoldenEye on the Nintendo 64. James Bond game. First person shooter. Probably one of the first first-person shooters to make a big impact in the console market. Totally. Um, the speedrunning community for that, there is a level that the speedrun for it is, I think, under 10 seconds. Wow, okay. It's fast. And how they do it is you can actually speed up how fast James Bond walks because <laughs> it's tied to the frame rate. Okay, okay. So what they do is they stare straight at the ground, right? Mm-hmm. There's less things... F- for it to render because yeah. it only renders what's on screen less things for it to render it just has the, the basically these invisible barriers now and so you memorize the path you need to move and you stare at the ground and it speeds up um the movement speed of james bond so <laughs> that just sounds so weird so coming back to halo uncapped frame rates it, there could be some problems with that um and apparently, so a big staple of Halo, especially the earlier Halo games, has been split-screen co-op. I'm sure, like, I know I at least have fond memories of playing the campaign um, in split-screen, you know? Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it's great. Um, but there's going to be some problems with that for PC. They're working on it. Working and on it. Oh, so, like, it still has split-screen, like... There might you, be potential you for split to, You screen. have to play online, but it goes through split screen, right? Or no, no sorry, no. Wrong. Yeah, no there's no. potential for um, potential oh, for local split screen. Oh, game, okay, wow. gameplay. Okay, sorry, the wrong which way. would be really really cool. Um, but they are saying yes, there is some some issues with that. Um, there's a quote: "This one is tricky, and the team is still looking at what can be supported." So it's not confirmed. Um. It's not disconfirmed either. Okay. So, so it looking could be, into it. could be very nice. Cool. There's also FOV sliders are being planned. Once again, based on the functionality of the game, um, it could break some of the older games, FOV sliders. I know I at least like to play on a wider FOV so you can see more of the screen. Some people like to play on a closer SU- uh, FOV. I don't know why, <laughs> but they do. FOV is field of view yep. for any of you who do not know what that means. Um, and Halo Reach is unfortunately not going to be launching with Theater and Forge. Makes sense. Theater and Forge are pretty heavily tied to Halo 3 and 4. So those are probably going to be released when Halo 3 and Halo 4 come out. So Halo Reach is going to launch with multiplayer and with campaign. Multiplayer campaign should be functional, I hope. Um... So that's the, the that's the big news, of course, um, with all of this. You need a Microsoft account to play the collection on Steam, right? Yeah. 
makes sense. That's just how they but work. But still having that access to Steam and not yeah. having to go through Microsoft, which yeah. is not yeah. fun. Um, but the reason that is is because your progress between the PC version of the Master Chief Collection and the console version of the Master Chief Collection is going to be carried over. Oh, that's nice. That's cool. Yeah, okay. that is very, very nice. So there's that, which is very nice. I'm really trying here. And you don't need Xbox Live Gold. Oh, thank. Wow. Which is nice. very, very yeah. nice because I do not want to buy Xbox Live Gold just to play one game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's compatible with Windows 7 and Windows 10. And according to Microsoft, Windows 8 is, quote, being investigated. Don't even look into it. <laughs> if you have Windows 8, either revert back to 7 or come to 10. Living in Windows 8 is something no one should have to experience. It's, it's not worth it. Windows 8's bad. Windows 8 is very bad. Um, so there is going to be custom games browser. So some of Halo CE's user-generated content might be coming to the Master Chief Collection, which would be very nice. Um, and you'll be able to recreate some of the some of the quote unquote um, what's the word for it? Some of the custom games. You're paused. You paused yourself. Oh, okay. I'll yeah, fix it. There you go. There. Yeah. Um, I paused Tad's. You didn't realize, but he went to pause uh, the recording yeah. from Tad's microphone I on account of the fact that he is not here. And Jared paused I fixed himself. it. There we go. It's gone now. Yeah. There we go. There I am. So that that blip in the radar from Jared uh, where, where he couldn't be heard, <laughs> that's why. Okay. All right. Um, a little more news. There's Steam achievements, of course. And so the beta uh, came out. Apparently some illegally distributed copies of the beta were distributed illegally, as hence oh, illegally fun. distributed. That was released online. And according to 343, they are identifying and banning any and all accounts playing the <laughs> illegal copy of the game. So it's probably not worth the risk to download that illegally, especially because the game's actually coming out in less than a month. can't buy it. <laughs> and you will not be able to play it. Um, so, yeah, that's the big stuff. Um, and there is going to be... They're adding some progression to um, some of the older games as well, trying to update them a little bit, which is nice. Um, there is a lot of news. A lot of news. Um, for instance, Halo Reach on PC will have dedicated servers for firefight and campaign co-op. So, you know, there you go. Um, it's not going to launch with Theater and Ford, like we've already said. Um, oh, and down here at the bottom of this article, Halo 5 isn't coming to PC. There are still no plans to bring Halo 5, the sole Xbox One entry to date, to PC. It wasn't part of the Master Chief Collection to begin with, so there's that's no huge surprise. But if these entries take off on PC, the outlier will follow. So there is a potential that if the Master Chief Collection does really, really well, Microsoft might go back on that and say, well, I mean, I guess we could release Halo 5, but yeah. you don't really mm -hmm. need Halo 5. I know a lot of people don't Trust like me, Halo 5 is not that good. Um, I say that like I've played it. I haven't played it. I just know the story, and it's not great. Anyways, uh, Jared, 
you want to uh, round the bases, close off this episode of the podcast with your your tech, new, uh, your your console, my console gamer news. Gamer news. Um, console gamer news. Um, I would say the biggest thing right now is just Nintendo. Um, well, I would say PlayStation and Nintendo. Uh, PlayStation's Death Stranding has been out for a bit. Death Stranding. People like it or love it or hate it. Americans just don't understand. Uh, Americans, yeah, Americans just don't understand it still. It's just still controversial. Yeah. I, I don't know what to Unlike feel about the it. French and Italians. You know, exactly. They, 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 they understand. They understand art. They understand art. We, we just want f- first-person shooters. In like case, Halo. Yeah. See? Like, like Halo. Halo. We just talked about In case you don't understand the joke we're making, Hideo Kojima um, said that Americans don't understand Death Stranding. Because it's 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 an art piece, and all Americans can understand is first person shooters. Yep, which exactly. is ironic, considering Death Stranding is just a third person shooter. You know, <laughs> um, it's but points. You know, uh, I don't know. I want to I want to try it, but I don't want to spend sixty dollars to try it. I've heard that it's really bad. My favorite game reviewer, video game donkey. Yes. Um, oh, I I, I mm, that's controversial, but that's video just me. game donkey is the best game reviewer. Um, he is. And I miss good donkey. I'm sorry, hey. viewers. Good Donkey, League of Legends, 2014. My man. No. He was amazing. No, Donkey just got better since 2014. Well, he has gotten better, but there's yeah. a certain point where he's just gotten pretentious, in my opinion. That's another I topic. I don't know about that. That's another topic. I don't know about that. Um. Anyway, so he released a review of Death Stranding and gave it a 1 out of 5. Donkey doesn't like Death Stranding, which I, I have to agree with the points he brought up. Um. He brought up that it is boring because it is literally a yeah. walking simulator and that it doesn't even do walking right because there have been games that are just walking y- simulators there are, yeah, that are amazing, amazing games, just walking and jumping, right? Yeah. Um, but Death Stranding apparently is tedious and boring and not fun. That's just one reviewer. Uh Obviously, you know, other reviewers might have other things to say. Definitely. But I would say it comes to that consensus, really. I mean, just his, his clips of showing himself, you know, just getting carried away in a lake. Like I've been seeing that yeah. everywhere. And I'm like, do I really want to deal with that? Like, pick up crap that I drop? I, I yeah, already hate that when falling down mountains, just everything spills out over the ground. That's, that's, that's the annoying fun. thing That doesn't me. sound fun. Like, yeah, falling over and losing all your packages and having to go collect them all. Like, I get that that's realistic, but come on, Kojima. You released Metal Gear Solid. Since when have you cared about realism? Exactly. I just don't understand. Like, I I don't understand the hype for this. Like, yeah, I was like, I, I don't get it. I played some Metal Gear. Mm-hmm. Like, it's fine. But like, people were hyping this up. You're gonna be disappointed, and that's what happened. Metal Gear Solid Five is an amazing game. It's fun. It's really an amazing fun. game. Death Stranding is less amazing. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I want to try it though. I, I I feel like I have to try it. Yeah. And that's a good sign, I think, of you know something different. I'm, I'm okay with a different game. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I want to spend the money required to try it. Exactly. If I could rent it, that'd be great. I don't even know if I want to rent it. I'm not saying that I pirate games. But if I were to pirate games, (laughs) I would consider pirating Death Stranding to try it. I don't think I will because I don't think I'm going to like it. And why waste my time, you know, getting a game that I don't like? Other um, things, though, um, one other thing I want to bring up is the Pokemon games came out. Ooh, yeah. Um, there's a lot I've of drama. i mixed reviews. I think people are, in my, on my side, I think people are praising it too much. I think. I agree. I think there is a definite issue for a $60 game that is 
has less content than the others, uses old assets. Took more time to release to improve quality animations. Exactly. And I just like I'm just like I, I get it. The fun of Pokemon is the formula is fun. I want to play it because I just want to, I love just the, the beginning of the game and enjoying it. I, I just enjoy yeah. that progression. It's great. But like I don't think people should be giving it like these high scores because like, oh they fixed all the you know, the, the, the padding and stuff that all the other games had. I'm like that's that shouldn't be a thing you review it off yeah. of. Like that's a uh, the game should have been better. I, I think this this is not. I think people are forgetting that this is not about this game specifically. It's about the latest entries in general. Right. You know, this is something that hasn't been fixed forever, and it should have been fixed. And it's just been a quality downgrade. In my opinion, the the Pokemon games haven't been great in a while. I think the last good one was um, Black and White. I I like Black and White was actually X really and good. Y wasn't bad. Black and White was good. I don't know. I I played Platinum back in the day. Platinum was the first one I ever played, but I have so many good memories attached to Fire Red because I got Fire. I, Red I love later. Fire Red. That's my favorite one. Online. Fire Red is such a great. It's game. so good. But so the, good. the the charm of the older Pokemon games, I don't know. It just feels lost. Yeah, there's like this. It's hard to explain. I, I don't know how to explain it, but like. I guess there was a challenge. I mean, that's part of it. I think yeah. a challenge because There's now it's challenge. super easy. Um, and it was more. It was simple. Was it trying to be something crazy? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it was just a story about a dude wandering the world, fighting off some criminals with Pokemon, and trying to be the very best that no one ever was. Yeah, to catch them is my <laughs> is my real. I mean, I mean, now you can't now because to train them is my cause. <laughs> Pokemon. But now you can't because it's yeah. like half of them too. You can't catch them all because they took out the national decks. Yeah. And now it's just like a weird I don't know how to feel about the series. I, I, I think they've I, been going for like two grand of stories. Um, Actually, I don't know. I think their stories are terrible. Like, yeah. this was interesting. When Black and White came out, that actually had a good story to it. Yeah. Yeah. But no one bought it because they thought it was too much story. People mm-hmm. did. I don't think people understood that that was fine. And then after that, they just kind of tried to dumb things down to make more money. Ever since yeah. that game, things have been dumbed down. I've heard Sun and Moon was all right. It's okay. Like, it's fun. Um, but, yeah, just the fact that the fact that it is what it is right now, it's kind of bumming me out. Yeah, honestly. I, I love the Pokemon franchise. And I want the Pokemon franchise to be good. But it's not right now. I saw this great video, but I forget what it was, but I think what we need to do is have a game where it doesn't have to be multiple regions, just give one good region, keep the cool Pokemon designs like we got in this game, this is really cool, but have like scaled leveling and have it so you can travel to any gym you want. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah. So that way you could be like, even it could be your journey actually, instead of like a linear progression. Yeah, because the, the cool thing about Sword and Shield, what got me hyped originally was the fact that you could... Um, you could like travel, you know, randomly. There yeah, was yeah. an open world aspect, and you could see the Pokemon in open world. I thought that was super. That's so cool. cool. Yeah. And then the game was bad. Oh well. well. Yeah. Well, that's it about Pokemon. We'll see. I'm probably gonna buy it eventually. Honestly, oh, well, I'm sure you will. It's it's fun. If there's one thing I know about you, Jared, it's that you will buy a Nintendo game. I, I like Nintendo. You're Some a Nintendo of guy. Ten man. Okay. But Nintendo uh, man. I guess the last little segment we got is the uh what games have we been playing recently? What games have I been playing? Um Jared, are you gonna ask me first? Yes. You're what, asking me yes. first? 
Uh, I hadn't thought about what I was going to say for this. <laughs> Me either. Uh, <laughs> That's where I'm at too. Yeah. I, I, I picked Destiny 2 up again. I've been playing Destiny 2. It's a very fun game. I enjoy it. It's got a bit of a grind, but the gunplay feels so satisfying. Um, the movement is fun and satisfying. Um, I, I'm at a point in the game where I'm like doing pretty well. You know, I've got some good gear. I'm at, I'm, I'm at what I think is like the base limit before the real grind starts. You know, I'm at like, if a casual person was coming into the play of the game, I'm where they would feel complete. They're done. Okay. Yeah. yeah. My roommate, however, has taken that and he's grinding the game. Ooh, fun. So I'm at power level, um, like nine ten ish. And he's at power level 960, which, you know, doesn't sound like that much of a difference. Well, it's only 50 power, right? Um, but the amount of grind, like the soft cap for power is around 910. So you have to actually go out and hard grind. You, know, you have things. to work to get stuff that's higher. Um, you know, you have to do a lot more crucible. You have to do a lot more missions. The drops you get are usually capped out about nine ten, um, so there is that. But it's a fun game, very addictive, amazing. It it feels good to play. You know those games where just feels where good. It yeah, feels good. It's got good combat. It's got good movement. It's got a pretty decent story. Um, very fragmented, but it's got a pretty decent story. Yeah, what have cool. you been playing, Jared? Um, I haven't much time to play many games, but I've been playing. I'm just on and off playing Persona 3. It's a again. Yeah. Um I'm, it's a long game. Like it's taking me forever right now. I'm like 60 hours in. I think I'm about halfway through the game right now. 60 hours in and you're halfway. about halfway. Yeah. So, I'm excited. That's a lot of games. Yeah. It's a, I love it though. It's That's the story's a lot of games. Story's great. It's really hard so I die constantly. It's it's great. I, I love imagine. the gameplay of it. But I imagine. other than that, that's really been my game goal, main goal. But I really want to go back to Your Mango. Man- yeah, Mango. Uh, my main goal, though, is I, I next I want to move on to um, Star Wars Jedi Outcast 2 on PC. Ooh. I love that game. I was actually like almost done with it, but my something happened to my PC with my game files on Steam. I don't know what happened, but I lost all of my progress. So I want to go back to that. Yikers. I love that game, and I want to go back to that. And Half-Life. You should. Um, Half-Life, Half-Life 1. Uh, Half-Life yeah. 1, yeah. yeah. I need to play Half-Life 1. I've played Half-Life 2. You know, I... Um, I think before half I get Half Life Alex because it's releasing March twenty twenty. I don't know if I said Ooh, that wow. earlier. Wow. March twenty twenty. You didn't say that, yeah. I didn't say that, but I said it now. So everyone who listened to the end of the podcast and didn't just go away I'll to pre-order, splice this in. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jared, cut this segment out here. I'll just say it. Half Life Alex will be releasing in March twenty twenty. Yeah, Jared. So just uh, just go ahead. Yeah, and I marked mark. that. There we go. Yeah, that mark was way late. <laughs> Um, go ahead and, and mark that and, and just, you know, clip that bit out um, and just copy it over and keep that bit in. Because yeah. otherwise this bit where we're talking about it's gonna be weird. me just saying <laughs> it makes no sense. So there we go. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you made it all this way, I know it's been like an hour-long podcast. <laughs> yeah. Listen to it on your car ride. Um, you know, so. Yeah, listen to it on your hour-long car ride. If you drive through... You know, Milwaukee. I don't know. There you Is go. Milwaukee busy? Yeah, sometimes. Drive through Chicago. There you right? go. Drive from one end of Chicago to the other end of Chicago, and you'll be able to listen to the podcast twice. Maybe three times. Maybe three times. <laughs> anyway, right. thank you all for listening. I've been Blake. I've been Jared. And Tad is gone. 
Riptad. Riptad. And that's it. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.